Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan, back from his interstellar travel for episode 38 of Podcast Room 303. How are you doing today, Nick? What, do, what does it do, Jermaine? It does is what it do. Indeed. Yeah, so uh I'd like to take a I'd, I'd like to take a time to apologize to my uh my team, my my manager. Ooh, what's that? Take <laughs> take time <laughs> to apologize to my team, my manager and the fans. I was uh I was not committed to the podcast game and therefore made a minor mistake of uh, going nuclear on uh, Thursday and Friday, and therefore I was unable to record a podcast. Unreal! You you remember uh, you remember Jonas Gray, the New England. I do guy? remember Jonas Gray, the New England. him and his and his phantom two hundred and thirty eight yard game, four touchdowns <laughs> for the four New touchdowns, England. yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then he missed the team flight the next weekend and. He, he's literally stricken from the record books. No one knows who he is. Uh, actually, I'm not even sure if it's a real memory. Sometimes I just think I, that I made it up. It was just it was injected into our head. That's it, what it was. It was, it was. it was. It's all that anal probing. That's what. Well, don't even need aliens these days. <laughs> Oh man, Nick went interplanetary. I had no uh, rebuffs about it. He cooled off my betting hot streak of the head-to-head. He did it strategically. He didn't want another. He didn't want four L's in a row, so he hit me with a null. And uh, just to recap, head-to-head, Nick is still catching L's at six and six, and I'm eleven so here's, and one. He- Here's my strategy for those of you out there who've played baseball. When you have a when you have a hot pitcher on the mound and he's getting in a rhythm, all you do is you put your arm up and you say "time blue." That's all that I did this weekend. I didn't want Jermaine to keep going, 
I didn't want to directly sabotage it by betting his parlay, but I just I, I held the hand up and I said, "Do you want blue time?" And it's probably it's really good because I had one of my worst weeks betting this week. Worse than six and so, six over three. Worse weeks. than six. Worse than six and six over three weeks. Yeah, because this is a singular worst week. So I'm really glad that I didn't put picks in because they were all dumb. I crushed this week and I, again. I loved it. And I and I need to stop betting college football. Oh yeah, I I haven't watched a single. Well, that's not true. I ended up watching the end of that Clemson Notre Dame game this year. I watched the end. Of, I watched the end of a few Texas games. I haven't really watched college football. I've been kind of boycotting it because I'm pretty upset with the NCAA not being able to, as the reigning organization that refute. Well, hold on. We'll get to that. We'll get, we'll we'll, get to that later. We'll, we'll get into that later. Yeah. But before we go, we go into our show, Jermaine. I saw something uh, this week that I uh, thought would be perfect for trivia. So are you ready for this? <laughs> I don't think you're ready. Bump this jelly. I don't think you're ready. Just kidding. Go ahead. So who is the only quarterback, the first and only quarterback to throw for 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns in the first six starts of his career? 1,500 yards, 15 touchdowns in the first six starts of his career. Mm. And what year did he do it? Alex Smith, 2009. Wrong. Wait, Al- when was Alex Smith drafted, though? That's That was incorrect. That was incorrect here. Alex Smith and Aaron He was drafted Aaron the same year Aaron Rodgers, right? So that was 2006. So 2006? <laughs> 2005 mark? sounds correct. Question, Question mark? mark? I am Maybe. <laughs> Who put a who put it on the teleprompter? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers draft. Two thousand five. Suck it, Nick. Two thousand five. It was two thousand five. So his first season was two thousand six. The oh five oh six season. Yeah, you're correct. That's not when he was drafted, though. <laughs> uh, so speaking of the Jesus. NFL draft, we're we're already off schedule. You got the trivia question. Who was the first for 1,500 and 15 over six? But speaking of the NFL draft, how crazy is it that the running backs have sucked this year? Sands James Robinson, the undrafted rookie who's gotten $30,000 as a signing bonus. And the quarterbacks who were drafted in the top five are absolutely studly right now. Tua outdueled the number one overall pick in 2019. The Tunga Vailoa family right now is 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 balling, balling outrageous. Shout out the Terrapins, shout out the Terrapins. You don't often get a shout out the Terrapins, bro. Shout out to Maryland, and may I say, Maryland, fuck you, come back to the ACC. Hey, where you belong, you fucking dummy heads. <laughs> Go be the Rutgers of the Big Ten some more, you stupid dummy. That's right, Rutgers of the ACC, get over here. <laughs> I need a guaranteed win on NC State's schedule every year. Yeah. So it's, dude, Herbert looks studly. Joe Burrow is, his. I mean, I mean, come on. His defense stinks. His offensive line stinks. He's got a great cast of wide receivers. Sands AJ Green, who forgot how to play the sport. <laughs> like, yeah, all that asking for a trade, not enough work on the jugs machine. Hey, do you think, do you think AJ Green, um, Oh, sorry. I saw a turnover on the on the New New, New England just got a turnover. Jermaine saw a squirrel. 
and uh, has derailed our podcast. Well, it's because I've got Cam Newton in fantasy. For those of you listening, I've got Cam Newton in fantasy, and I need him to ball out to win this week. And it's, he should ball. He should ball out outrageous. It's Cam Newton. It was Cam Newton, but he's he put he gave me a negative zero point one eight. <laughs> two weeks ago. Yeah, so. that's not solid. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty upset with him. Uh, there was a turnover. Not solid. But we were talking about Joe Burrow and A.J. Green, how A.J. Green is completely forgot of football. And I, I was asking my friends the other day, and I was just like, do you think A.J. Green's in the, in the league next year? He's certainly not trending towards a very good uh, – productive run as a wide receiver. Yeah. So I thought at initial thoughts when I thought of this question was he wouldn't be in the league next year, but mm-hmm. name value alone dictates AJ green will be in the league next year. I don't know, dude. Look, look how long it took Des Bryant to get signed. Look, 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 T.O. went, went for a while. Chad Johnson went for a while. Name value for wide receivers, I don't think, equates to jobs. Josh Gordon keeps getting opportunities. Hey, Josh Gordon didn't do anything wrong. Josh Gordon should keep getting opportunities. Didn't do anything wrong. There were, yeah. there were rules in place. Whether or not you agree with the rules or not, Dictates does not dictate whether or not he should be in or not. The dude has broken the rules like six times. Like at what point? At what point do you just be like, "All right, Josh, we done with you." AJ Green ain't done. He's not not playing with anybody. The uh, the Seahawks are trying to sign him again, but the NFL hasn't reinstated him. Speaking of that, the when you. When you submit your reinstatement package, the NFL has to give you an answer within 30 days. Interesting. Within 30 days. You know when Josh Gordon submitted his reinstatement package? Hmm. It was it was like February. Josh Gordon is is on the Seahawks. No, that was the last team he played for. He's not No, 100%. He re, he re-signed with the Seahawks on September 3rd, 2020. He just hasn't been re- he just hasn't been reinstated. Yes, he's not in the league though. That's what I'm saying. Like this, he's what last team he was with the Seahawks. He re-signed with the Seahawks, and the Seahawks are waiting for him to be reinstated. His package was submitted like two hundred and two hundred and fifty days ago. What's the NFL doing? They haven't they haven't issued a verdict. They haven't even given him a yes or a no. I love that. It's unreal. It's like, why do you have these rules in place if you're just not going to follow them? Like, if you just want to hand out suspensions willy-nilly, okay. They do. That's If that's what you're doing, fine. But, like, stop creating these these guidelines for stuff and then, and then not following them. Did we start with find him and cut him? Because I'm already I'm already <laughs> hot, dude. I'm already hot. I don't even know what you were talking about. All of a sudden, you were talking about AJ Green. Oh, name value with AJ Green. Yeah, I don't think AJ Green is playing in the league next year. Dude, Tyler Boyd is a clear cut number one on that team. Yeah, yeah. John. Now the question is, does John, John yeah. Ross wanted to get traded? AJ Green wanted to get traded. Auden Tate is buried on that depth chart. Who is? 
a pretty skilled wide receiver in his own right. T. Higgins, the second-round pick, who I was just like, oh, what a great draft choice to pair with Joe Burrow. They get to develop together. They get to grow together, and you get you get him a number one. And what does he look like? He already looks like a bona fide number one. He's an outside number one where Tyler Boyd plays the slot. They're already a, they're already a tandem and a force to be reckoned with. You got Joe mixing that running back. You got Gio as his backup. Gio, the fucking league stalwart, who just continues to produce year in and year out. I just think the Bengals stalwart, really. He just doesn't leave the Bengals. Dog, he outlived Jeremy Hill. You remember Jeremy Hill? Jeremy Hill came in. He was the hot new toy, and he fucking ghosted that motherfucker. And yeah. he's doing it without an offensive line. They, they don't have an offensive line. Jonah Simpson's finally playing his first season. There was their first round pick at left tackle. He looks kind of decent. The rest of their offensive line isn't shit, though. Giovanni Bernard was drafted in 2013, by the way. Dog, eight years. Eight years of solidity. A, a low key, a low key eight years, too. He's like, he's like Has he ever been a starter? He was. He was. He got he got there when like Rudy Johnson was there. Man, that's a name I haven't heard in a minute, dude. So that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> so Geo took t- started early in his in his you know, I don't know, rookie sophomore year. And then Jeremy Hill got drafted. And then Jeremy Hill kind of bubbled up, but Jeremy Hill kept getting hurt, and then he left and Geo stayed. It's been a real weird, like. Weird. But he's never been like he's always been a he's always been one one head of a two headed monster, or like a two headed like a running back committee. He's never been like the solo running back. He's always been by committee. Yeah, they don't get they don't give him they don't give him the shot. It's it's uh I don't know why. I mean, he clearly maybe he doesn't need it. Maybe he maybe he only maybe he's a Nick Foles. Maybe he only balls out when he doesn't start as the starter. So that's that's one thing that I've 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 started to think about running backs, right? It's like it's kind of easy to flash when you're only used sparingly and no one's really planning for you, right? Like like Tony Pollard flashes and Zeke's struggling right now. But if Tony Pollard took over the Zeke role, do you really think he'd outdo Zeke right now? No, no it's easy no. to flash when people are like, Zeke's in the game. Let's guard Zeke. Zeke's out of the game. We're like, okay, we can guard the receivers now. And then Tony Pollard. Mike, my, another prime example, Mike Davis and CMC. I don't want Mike Davis to be the next Carolina Panthers running back. Yeah, I mean. Do, my, do, I, do, do I think he's a good running back? Because he's running on like, I never thought I'd get this chance. He's playing with house money. I think that's what a bunch of backup running backs do. Yeah. Is they're playing with house money, so like fuck it, I'll try to do this. And then look, look what happens. CMC comes back and casually scores like thirty-eight fantasy points. Yeah, and, and, and like and Mike Davis was killing it before that. He, you want to hear a crazy stat that I I read the other day? I think I know what it is, but tell me. Christian McCaffrey was the twenty-fifth. Best is twenty fifth ranked running back in fantasy this year. Dude's missed over a month. So can I can I one up your crazy stats? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not done. Before he played, he was the twenty fifth. He played, mm-hmm. and then everyone else played. He's the twenty sixth running back right now, and he's hurt. 
He was he's 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 played how that many was, games has CMC played? He's played three, four, three, four now. Three. What are we? I think he's played four because he played the first three and then he just played this last one. And he got hurt in the third game though. So three complete games hurt. In the yeah, third. yeah, I guess. Yeah. So three and a half, and he's the twenty sixth running back in fantasy, dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What's your crazy stat? You hear a bonkers stat that I found. Dak Prescott has not played in the last four weeks. Oh, yeah. I think I said this. Dak Prescott is still number 21 in the NFL in passing yards. Yeah, he has like more passing yards than there's like a. <laughs> he has more passing yards than I'll read them off to you. Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. Uh, it was more. It was more impressive. And uh, Taysom Hill's on this list. <laughs> That's because he's a G, bro. It was so. I. I. It, it was more impressive before this week because I think he was like fifth in terms of overall passing yards. Yeah, he was ahead of several others who I think yeah. jumped him this, this week, week. Though, yeah. like it, because they played this week, it jumped him. Yeah, I think he was ahead of like. Uh, I think Philip Rivers might have been one of them. Yeah. I think Derek uh, Carr was one of them. Yeah, Derek Carr was one of them. Uh, I think Justin Herbert was one of them. I think Drew Locke was one of them. And they, you know, granted Drew Locke's been hurt as well, but they, I'm pretty sure they both just jumped him. So uh, it was a pretty, it's a pretty funny statistic because the dude went out in, what game was it? Week Game five, game six. I think it was the fifth game for the Cowboys. Ooh, excuse me. Yeah, me. That was a truly. I'm sorry for those of you listening. That's pretty terrible etiquette. My mom, hopefully my mom's not listening to this episode. <laughs> 100% listening. She's going to slap you through the podcast. She, try, to, try to make sense of that one. She missed the last two episodes. She's going to listen to this one and be like, you sons of. You gross son of a bitch. <laughs> Even though, wouldn't that be a knock on her? What I teach you? No, because she taught me otherwise. That's why I was apologizing. She'd be big. No, so I said son of a bitch. She she wouldn't say son of a bitch because that's that's a that's a self dig. Nah, the bitch is the father in this situation. Okay, good. <laughs> so we'll we'll stay gender on neutral, we'll stay on gender neutral. We'll we'll stay on NFL a little bit. What what are your what are your thoughts on? On the NFL, finding the Raiders half a mil, finding John Gruden 150K, and taking a six-round pick away in 2021 for multiple COVID violations. I mean, it's kind of horseshit because several teams have had multiple violations now. So it's kind of like, and again, we just spoke on the NFL doing this. It's kind of like they pick and choose when they want to levy punishments. You know what I mean? And uh it's an imperfect organization as many of the organizations are, but it seems like they never strive to be accountable or to be better. And they continue to keep putting their foot in their mouth and they're just gigantic hypocrites. And uh, it's almost like they have an issue with the Oakland Raiders. So therefore, Ooh, excuse me, dead name, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. So therefore they're going to, they're going to come after them. And uh, it's it's really kind of silly. I just don't understand. Because Tennessee openly violated. Right? Yeah. Openly violated. 
to where they were yeah. they were literally practicing together on the high school football fields and Tennessee didn't have anything to happen to them and Tennessee actually caused a shift in the schedule Oakland hasn't missed a single game you know yeah. what I mean like and and it's kind of like do, okay, so do I want Tennessee to get fined and and lose a draft pick? No. But, like, of the two egregious situations, it's kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe Tennessee was the one. I mean, New England's been in COVID protocol for three weeks prior to the last two. Yeah. And, 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 and nothing, nothing really. happened to the golden boys of New England. You know what I mean? Bill Belichick's our dude. You know, and 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 now John Gruden and and the Las Vegas Red. I guess it kind of adds to the mystique of being a Raider. I guess what you that the NFL hates you? No, just that they're the bad boys. They're the Will Smiths and Martin Lawrence of the league, bro. Dude, Jacoby Myers is killing it, bro. Yeah, you should have bet him. I know. I turned to my boy, and he had, uh, after his first catch, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> after his first catch, I was just like, I knew it. After his first catch, I was like, what a dumb non-bet. I was just like, I was gonna sitting there looking at Jacoby Myers over three and a half receptions. How much was it? Minus 110? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was you know, it was even, it was an even bet, essentially. Yeah. Uh, All right, Jermaine. So we had we had we had some news pop off in the NBA that we discussed because Adam Silver is an avid listener of the podcast, and he said Jermaine wants us to get a deal done, so we need to get a deal done. Yep, they listen to my sagely advice. They know that, as most people know in my orbit, that um, oh, touchdown New England. I think that I'm always right. And therefore, a 72-game season starting on December 18th, I mean, sorry, December 22nd, that salvages Christmas Day, which is arguably one of their biggest days in the NBA calendar, is the way to do it. You suck it up. You had the extra four months off unexpectedly to spend with your family. I'm sorry. Your mistress has got to live in your in your million-dollar condo in probably a sunny resort state that she lives in and has to suck it up. She can hang out with her hood rat friends doing hood rat things like I like to do and having fun because Yang can be back anytime soon. You got games to play, 72 of them exactly, and it's going to be amazing. I'm so glad it's happening. The draft is next week. It's the first draft that the Chicago Bulls would have – with Arturas Casanovas. You have to say it like that. It was just more sexy. You know what I mean? It's the first draft. We get to see what happens. Let me try it. Arturo Casanovas. Nailed it. Nailed it. Did I do it? Nailed it. Nice. Nailed it. Sick. <laughs> no, I mean, 72 games. So, yeah, it'll be, you know, even. E- even for a casual NBA fan, that'll be good. 72 games, so we're only losing nine regular season games. Ten. Right? And we are getting... I, I said it last podcast. Like, we are keeping the 
not not only the December 25th games, but it's basically like a December 25th restart, which is going to be really cool. Because because by then the team should be you know have their first couple of regular season games out of the way. Then by Christmas we're getting kind of the first you know actual like shake off the rust type games. Is there going to be a preseason? Uh, not much of it. I actually think that the <laughs> Christmas Day games we're gonna have we're gonna have some shocking um, score lines on Christmas Day because of the lack of chemistry, right? Usually you have that late Halloween start the whole month of November, almost the whole month of December. So it's literally two months before they play. So yeah, you're rolling, you're rolling before the, the Christmas games. Exactly. So now you're going to have kind of a rust. You're going to have that three, that three day buffer where the teams who play on Christmas are probably only going to play one game that counts against the schedule. And they'll have some preseason games. I actually think that fading a lot of the rookie like prop bets is the way to go. So what you're saying is hammer dogs. Dogs need to be hammered. 100%. Hammer dogs, you hammer rookies uh, underperforming because they're not going to have the full season. They're going to have to learn on the fly in game. And that's going to be a rare situation. But the uh, long story short, NBA restart approved December 22nd start date, 72-game season. Draft is next week, followed by offseason. So this is going to be a very uncharacteristic uh, time of the year. We're going to have the NFL hitting its week 11, week 12 time frame with Thanksgiving games as the NBA offseason is popping off. And we're going to see – XYZ shipped here and XYZ shipped there because the trades are going to be crazy. We're going to have an all NBA all-star probably the week before March madness starts. I just, I just had that thought that I, I hadn't, I guess I hadn't put together before, but if the off season starts around Thanksgiving, these players only have like a month to really get acquainted with their new squads. Yeah, that's, that's going to be definitely, definitely maybe something to hammer. Like new hammer, new coming into the the season, hammer the new squads. That's what I'm saying. They don't have that. They don't have that kind of chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. Any team that makes a big time move, it's probably a good idea to fade them, right? So if they're plus, if they're minus eight, you're probably going to take the plus eight dog. Shoot, all probably all the way up until four four point five. You know, four point five is probably the magic number. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun first, uh, first down. I mean, first. Uh, <laughs> I said first down. Cam Newton just scored. First down. Cam Newton just scored. That's why I said first down. It's going to be yeah, a, finally. It's going to be a first fun first <laughs> month and a half or so. What Jermaine is trying to say <laughs> is he's excited for the first month of NBA basketball. Oh, Starting on the twenty second so of December, you you know how happy I am that my Christmas is unchanged by COVID. Kind of. I mean, I, maybe I don't go anywhere or anything, but I still got I still got NBA basketball on Christmas. Like it's text. Yeah, true. I'm I'm a little excited, Jermaine, and and I want to get your opinion on this. Switching topics to the MLB, Alex Cora was just rehired by the Red Sox, and it wasn't like the Red Sox were. 
Um, it wasn't like Alex Cora was begging for a job. Red Sox officials reportedly flew down to Puerto Rico to meet with him and and said it was their their general manager basically said it was a it was a huge priority for them this offseason to rehire Alex Cora now that he's now that he's eligible after his one year ban from uh, the ch- the cheating investigation. Fantastic hire, Boston. Although Alex- is that a shy is that a Shia LaBeouf meme reference? Uh, just do it. <laughs> no, okay. Here, you, you you talk you talk about the hire. I'm going to send you something on your phone. <laughs> All right. So, Boston, congratulations! You got yourself a great manager. Not that you don't Again. already know. Again, <laughs> not that you don't already know. And Alex Cora, I'm sorry. You're coming back to a drastically different ball club. No, you do not have the second best player in baseball. Yes, J.D. Martinez is another year older, and he's opting into that god-awful albatross of a contract that you have. I don't know what you're going to do. Hopefully, Rafael Devers develops into who we think he is. But a long story short is you're the manager of the Boston Red Sox. Again. Again. Yeah, exactly. And that's a big deal. And, you know, as a, as a fellow Puerto Rican, you know, I'm pretty happy. So here's, here's the true test for me, right? Here's the, here, here's the true test. It's easy to win when you have David Price and Mookie Betts and you have, you know, like you said, the second best team in baseball and your team is great. And it's so easy just to the, – the lineup card fills itself in every day and you just got to walk in and basically post the lineup card and say, okay, boys, do whatever you want to do. This is where we really get to see how good of a manager Alex Cora is. You have a young and decently inexperienced team. Go out and manage these guys to victory. See if you can that, – that, that's always been my biggest knock against Dave Roberts, Right. I can manage the Dodgers. The lineup card fills itself in. Dog, hold on, hold on. Right. If you were managing the Dodgers, you'd have they have three World have Series, two or three World Series. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, and and that's always like, it's it's exciting to see. I'm excited to see the Boston Red Sox as kind of the plunky underdogs again, because we had a lot of we we had. And really, it depends on who they sign this offseason, right? Because if they sign a big guy this offseason, maybe I'll I'll change my tune a little bit. But you're right. Oh, hold, on, best- hold on. I want to pause you right there. This is this is a kind of a gut feeling I have. Mm-hmm. DJ LeMayhew. I don't think DJ LeMayhew is going to Boston. I think he's going to New York. He already plays with New York. Oh, you're talking about Not you're talking about the Mets. <laughs> the Mets, my dude. You broke my brain mid podcast. Here's 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 what here's what I think is gonna happen. DJ goes to the New York Mets this offseason, right? Opening the do- door for Steve Cohen to throw a a house load of money at Arenado. Oh, I love it already. Let's go. Arenado coming to New York because DJ 
basically beckons him in. Come, come, my friend. Come play for a ball club that likes to win. I I read an article the other just just, just to have just, a, a a fan ferry him across the river stick. So 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 to to yeah so to to wrap up the Boston Red Sox thing. It's exciting for me. And, and it should be exciting for any baseball fan to kind of see the Boston Red Sox cast again as the plunky underdogs because it, it's always great when the Yankees are kind of they're they're building back up the evil empire, right? They're, they're now the Yankees are starting to become more of the Yankees again, right? They have to probably win a World Series to really be the Yankees again, but but they're starting to dominate the East again. All right, Tampa Bay called and said we had our one. Tampa Bay is going to have like two years, and then they're going to fade off into obscurity again. Oh, you mean the usual from Tampa Bay? Yeah, the usual. Except they won, it, it, they won last time. Yeah, it, it'll be it'll be fun to see the the Red Sox as an underdog. Switching topics, talking about the Colorado Rockies. Colorado Rockies have have uh, the owners of the baseball team. They're called the Monforts, are the owners of the Colorado Rockies. The Boo. the Monforts are are notoriously thrifty. When it comes to money, they released a statement the other day that said that they cannot keep that they have to choose between Trevor Story and Nolan. Which, which just surprises me because you should just work your payroll so that you can afford two superstar players. That's a novel concept, my friend. So the the Colorado Rockies are the NL Cleveland Indians. Yeah, except the Indians haven't traded Lindor yet. The Rockies would have traded Lindor five years ago. Well, Lindor's in a contract year. He's getting traded for real this time. Maybe. <laughs> You're just going to let him walk after this? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, dude, I feel for you on the Rockies, but Arenado. Here's, 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 here's my problem. Exactly where he belongs, though. That dude. Here's my problem, man. As a Rockies fan, you start to begin to like and follow players and be happy for their success in other teams. <laughs> right? and, 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 and like it's like it's funny, but like DJ Adam Adovino, Troy Tulowitzki with the Blue Jays. Uh, Tulo was great. Like you just you you follow you follow Rockies players. More than anything, just because the the Rockies can't seem to figure out. I, I don't know. I I have a different opinion than than our executive producer Nevada because he's also a Colorado Rockies fan. He wants the Rockies to win now, and I'm saying any time the Rockies are good, it's a gift that we don't deserve as Rockies fans. That's so. He, so, all right, go ahead. No, you you go go. No, so th- this is why like. This is why I think that um, Jesus, the Trulies have made his name escape me. But Moneyball, Billy Bean, Billy Bean needs to go to Colorado. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine Moneyball at Mile High? That's a that's a solid name, but it's not Mile High. I, that's what I'm calling it, dude. I don't give a fuck. Moneyball at Mile High, bro. At Coors Field, with with you can hit moonbeams accidentally. Sometimes you can, you can. You gotta have solid contact. Obviously, that's what baseball is all about. But you can hit 
<laughs> they just carry sometimes. Can you imagine he put together a team of people who just carried sometimes? All on I the just, budget of those shitty owners. I think he could do it. I just I just want I just want a year. I just want the Monforts to sell the team. And I just want a year where Carolina just goes or no, sorry, Colorado just goes fuck it. We're going to fucking buy we're going to buy the biggest power hitter on a one-year contract. We're going to buy, you know, we're just going we're going to go back to the old school Blake Street Bombers days with Larry Walker, Bachet, Ellis Burks, Vinny Castilla, Andres Galarraga. We're going to go back to those days, right? Where just dudes are they're not high, they're not high average guys, but they can just hit bombs. <laughs> I don't know what uh, New England is doing right now, but they are uh, they're chapping my ass with my minus two and a half bet right now. What uh, what are they? Oh, I, I've already blown both my bets in this game, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, what, 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 okay, it doesn't matter for you. All right, got it. <laughs> it doesn't matter for me. So we'll touch on it very briefly. We'll, we'll right now, but we're, on Thursday we'll cover it in a little bit more detail. The Masters is this weekend. Jermaine, it was moved due to due to COVID, but on Thursday, we will go into more depth and give you our uh, Masters betting picks. Tiger in three. <laughs> Jermaine doesn't seem to understand what golf betting is. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, I just really, really want Tiger to win again. Oh, timeout. Did he catch that? Oh, dude, sorry. I, I, got, I got New England minus two and a half, and so... But- so, so we're doing the worst. Uh, we're we're doing the worst uh, thing right now, which is trying to live watch a live watch a sports game or do a podcast while live watching a sports game that Jermaine has action in. Yeah, that's that's. This is you should come watch with me more often. This is how it is all the time. Uh, so, so the so the oh, Pats are the, field goal range. Yeah. Now they just got to depend on the leg of Nick Folk. <laughs> Dude, I actually, Nick Folk, a game-winning kick to beat his former team. It's got to happen. He's got to miss, right? No, he's going to make it. Dude, you know what sucks? Is I think I have New England minus three, now that I think about it. Oh, man. <laughs> he threw his hand up. He made it. Fuck it. I think I, I, think I still lost, dude. He made unreal, it unreal. He made it. Yeah, it's thirty twenty seven final. Nick Folk, Nick Folk to be his former team. There you go. The Patriots win thirty twenty seven. Wow, they they it took everything they had to beat the Jets. This Patriots team is not good, but they beat the Jets. Yeah. All right, Jermaine. Let's talk about let's now. Now that that game is finished, we have officially finished Week Nine in the NFL. So it started with uh, it started with our Thursday night matchup in which. Uh, Green Bay beat San Francisco 34-17. That game, that game is a lot closer in the box score than it was watching the game. Oh, well, yeah. It was it was like 34-3, and then Richie James decided to blow up and cost Yeah, who people. is Richie James? And he decided to blow up and cost people fantasy games. <laughs> yeah, raise, raise, raise your hand if you had Richie James in your starting lineup, and I'm going to question how bad your team is that you put Richie James in your starting lineup. My buddy, I'm not in the fantasy league with him, but my buddy Jimmy, Jimmy the Fish, because he drinks like a fish. Jimmy the Fish picked up Richie James 16 
minutes before this game tipped off. and That's some injury bullshit, man. And started him for a whopping 38 PPR fantasy points, bro. Tell me and they, that ain't some manager of the year bullshit, bro. Nah, that's some fucking back to the future bullshit. <laughs> 16 no, minutes, dude. I, tell fucking... Tell fucking Jimmy the Snake to stop fucking time traveling and playing fantasy. It's not fair. Dog. He can time travel and he can play fantasy, but he can't do them at the same time. Dog, I text you early that morning saying they got two wide receivers available, Trent Taylor and Richie James. And he said, fuck it. <laughs> one of them's got to do something. <laughs> he picked the one who did something, bro. I want to. I, I want to know the statistical breakdown, the percentage that that had to score even over ten points. That's hilarious. So then uh, we'll move into like our our Sunday matchups. Um, what was your? So give me your your best game of the week and your stinker of the week. Can it be the same game? It can be the same game. Yes. New Orleans Saints versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers, bro. So you were saying pre-show, you were saying that as a Saints fan, as I, as a Carolina Panthers fan, believe that my team is always going to get smacked. No, 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 I'm a firm believer in the capability of my team. My team finally showed who they were supposed to be all year. The Bears were who we thought they were? Yeah, exactly. It was one of those situations, right? But everyone, everyone seems to be cute and hit me up and be like, "Ooh, the Saints! Uh, you doubted your team, blah blah blah. The Saints, this, the Saints, that." I was just like, "Where were you before they were up twenty-eight to zero? Because that's when everyone came out of the woodwork and just started to start texting me. Oh, it's twenty-eight zero now. We should be like, oh, I told you the Saints would win. No, you didn't say a fucking thing until they were up twenty-eight points. Real easy to say. I would have, I would have picked them." Did you or did you not? That's a whole other thing. So miss me with that bullshit. Second of all, let me read you a little statistics that back up what I was thinking when I was going into this. I sent you this earlier today, and I'm still hot about it. Chaps my asshole because people with the hindsight 2020 perfect vision think they're fucking these little chavants. Yeah, that's right. I didn't even say savants. I said they're chavants because they could shove it. So Brady's last six games before the New Orleans matchup. You ready for this? 17 touchdowns, one interceptions for an average of 23.5 fantasy points per game. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Tonight in the third quarter before the end of the game, this this is from a tweet, 155 yards. Three interceptions. Yeah, it doesn't even seem like the same the same quarterback. It doesn't even seem same same quarterback. This is another set I text you. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers finished with 194 total yards. They set the record for fewest rush attempts in a game with five. 194, 194 total yards. Dalvin Cook had 54 more yards than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. By himself. Like, 
This is a historically bad performance. Tom Brady lost by 35 points for the first time in his career. This is the f- the first time he's thrown three interceptions in a game since 2011 versus Buffalo Bills. Coming into tonight, right, coming into the game, the New Orleans defense allowed touchdown passes at the highest rate in the NFL. Gave up multiple touchdown passes in every game this year except for one. <laughs> and it was Nick Foles versus the Bears. And if you watch that game, that was an equally embarrassing game for the Bears and the Saints. Neither of them wanted to win that game. And and people want to sit here and tell me that I thought I that I was crazy for doubting my team. Let's so I have two things. One, the rushing leader in the game was Taysom Hill. <laughs> Thank you. Two, Mike Evans cannot play against Marshawn Lattimore. He cannot. He cannot. This is now his, what, his fourth straight game with no catches? It's third straight with two targets, zero receptions. But if you take his games over the last eight, I believe, against Marshawn Lattimore, and there was a few without injury, like even the stat lines when Mike Evans just plays the Saints, it's not good. Like in the first game of the season, Mike Evans was like one catch for six yards and a touchdown, and the catch came against Demario Davis, who's not a cornerback for those of you out there. Yeah, he's he's an All Pro linebacker. But you know, I thought I thought that this game was going to be a lot. A lot closer than it was. I didn't think the Saints would win, but I certainly didn't see this happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what we need to focus on. Yeah. You did not think the Saints would win. Neither did I. No. I thought I thought I thought it was gonna be close and high scoring. That's why I took the over in this game. Did it hit still? Over fifty one? No, it didn't, because Tom Brady can't even score a goddamn touchdown. Over 51. 51 in a New Orleans-Tampa Bay game. And New that's, Orleans that's, scored 38. That's a coupon. And I didn't win. that. It's, it's whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, looking around the league, other news. Other news. I want to put a prop bet in, Jermaine. Hold on. Hold on. What's, so what's your game, best game of the week and stinker of the week? My best, my best game of the week? Uh, my stinker of the week has to be the Pittsburgh Dallas game. (laughs) All right, I I love that. I love that Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, you're seven and zero facing a seventh round draft pick. Their starting quarterback hurt both his knees in that game. Dog, like, like you said, Ezekiel, your best player is out. Your second best player forgot how to run a football in Cancun, Mexico. (laughs) I. I took Pittsburgh minus fourteen because I thought this was going to. I thought this was going to be an obliteration. Minus fourteen is so much, though. You know, it's a lot plus or minus twenty two and a half, Jermaine. But that's a different. That's a different beast, bro. My my best game of the year, and I don't know why. Or my best game, I don't know why they keep doing this. But the Miami-Arizona game, Arizona has been in, involved in some barn burners this year. It's, and that was a great game. Seeing Tua against Kyler Murray, 
It was. I mean, it was they a good game. It kind of sucks that the two that Tua and Kyler Murray are kind of playing right now when in the in the Lamar Jackson Patrick Mahomes era because that has the that has the workings to be the next the next good uh, the next good quarterback battle. It's even though they zero, play in the same conference, zero percent sucks. That means we have the opportunity. Like the league is in good hands. That's what I like to see right now. So he, here's what we're we're what we're in the midst of. We're in the midst of. Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson versus Tua Tagliabailoa versus Kyler Murray. That's the Trulies talking. That was the Trulies right there. They punched you in the face while you were saying it. A little bit. A little bit. They got me real good. Versus Kyler Murray versus Josh Allen versus Jesus. Jake Lawton. Justin Herbert. Jake Lawton. Get the fuck out of here. Justin Herbert. Drew Locke looks nice. Joe Burrow looks nice. You know, if Carson Wentz could get a team around him, I swear <laughs> to God, I'm I'm tired of beating this drum, but if Carson Wentz could get a team around him, that team would be nice. So looking around the league, I mean it was a it was an impressive week for those young quarterbacks, like you said. Uh Drew Locke threw for over 300 yards. The Broncos just lost to Atlanta. Had Broncos plus four. Had Broncos money line. Jerry Judy did get his first touchdown of the year, so that's good. And 125 yards. Jerry, I want to play. Decided to ball out when I played him in fantasy. Fuck Jerry Judy. I wanted to place. I want to place a prop bet on. Oh, I guess I didn't give you my my best. Oh, I did. I did. Second best game of the week was was Carolina and Casey. What a game. I mean, I, I I went in that game with the expectation that I I didn't even bet Carolina plus ten and a half because I because I didn't think that that they would uh, do well and it actually came down to the to the final possession. Hey, Carolina hey, again. hey, guess who guess who did bet Carolina ten and a half? Uh, uh, probably a large amount of America. Why are you specifically asking me that question? Because <laughs> I bet Carolina ten and a half. Oh, that's why. That's why Carolina has now. Uh, I have more faith in Teddy Two Gloves than you, and it's time for you to start putting some respect on that man's name, dude. Nope. <laughs> Just that's it. All right, conversation no, over. <laughs> Next, you want to talk about bad? You want to talk about bad losses? Bad losses with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, and, and I'll get it to it in a second when I talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. But Carolina has only had one loss. They're three and six this year. They've only had one loss outside of a score. That was when they lost to Tampa Bay by two scores, 31-17. Which gives me faith. What? I mean, so why are you doubting Teddy Two Gloves? Because well, he doesn't. He loses in close games against good teams. No, I just don't like him right now. He's not Cam Newton. I told you this. <laughs> he's he's dealing with the he's not Cam Newton for his whole Carolina Panthers career. No, not his whole not his whole Carolina Panthers career. Just he just needs year. one year. Just he just needs one year where I rant that he's not Cam Newton, and then I get over it because I see that this team has potential to be really really good. I think next year is going to be the year for Carolina for for the Panthers. Nah, dude. Just James, because Jameis Winston, the Saints, bro. 
<laughs> can we be sure that's what i was going to joke with you can we be sure that Jameis winston wasn't over on the sideline pulling some anchor man bullshit on tom brady like some he's he's in new orleans he's learned some voodoo maybe can, can we be sure that he doesn't that he's not doing that we, we cannot if you watch that game we cannot be sure bro so i want to i want to place a prop bet okay what the is- seattle seahawks not to make the conference championship Oh, that's house money, bro. Their defense is awful. Horrendous. I know that we say it almost every week, but it's awful. They scored 34 points and lost by 10. <laughs> let me let, let, let me let me tell you there are this this week, Jermaine, if you took the Saints or if you took the Seahawks 34 points, it was tied for the second highest point total of the week. No, that's incorrect. I'll say that again. If you took their 34 points, it's tied. Oh, sorry. Tied for the third highest. Third highest. That's why I said it's incorrect because the Saints scored 38 and the Bills scored 44. I know, but tied for the third highest point total of the week (laughs) and you don't win. Dog, Russell miss Russell Wilson played like dog shit and still scored thirty. <laughs> he still which just, scored which just shows you that that their offense dog. put put DJ Metcalf at safety at this point. Who's DJ Metcalf? Is that his twin brother? Yes, yeah, DJ. If there was a twin DK, I'd be oh fucking dead. I want to see. I want to see a remake of Twins, but with DK Metcalf and somebody that looks the complete Kevin opposite. Hart. In the new, <laughs> there you go, there you go, Hollywood. There's your, there's your movie. Uh, we d- we want EP credits. Uh, that's right. Jermaine, Nick, in Nevada. <laughs> yeah, that's right. See, see, Nevada, we're gonna take care of you. All right, <laughs> we can get you that deal. Uh, the final, the final thing I'll say about week eight or week nine, excuse me, is the Jacksonville Jaguars need to just keep rotating quarterbacks, right? Because that's how they win. Just play a new quarterback every three weeks. Well, they Once he starts win. to get cold, well, but they had a chance to win. Dude, you and they kept it closer. Than, you see his yeah. run at the end of the game? Even <laughs> the whirling dervish of Jake Lutton. Unreal, bro. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, I just the, the, the one thing, the, sorry, this is the last thing I want to touch on for week nine. The Los Angeles Chargers. All right, lost on a incomplete pass to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Chargers are two and uh, two and six right now. They have not lost a game greater than seven points. Yeah, that's classic Chargers. It's Philip Rivers incarnate. Lost by three to the Chiefs in overtime. Lost by five to the Panthers. Lost by seven to the Buccaneers. Lost by one to the Broncos and lost by five to the Raiders. Unreal, dude. They had a lead in every single one of those games, by the way. Uh, Alex Smith has got a firm grasp on the Comeback Player of the Year award. Uh, Kyle Allen went out on FedEx Field just like Alex Smith, with Alex Smith watching. I don't know how Alex Smith played quarterback after that. I feel like he every snap he took was PTSD, and that's why he threw three interceptions. Has to be a little bit of insanity, right? 
Yeah, dude, it has to be the most terrifying situation of that man's career ever. You, you just saw the you just saw the starting quarterback get his ankle absolutely demolished. Unreal. And you're gonna be like, and you're gonna be like, you know what I want to do? Go out and get hit by the same dude that just demolished his ankle on the same field that demolished my leg. Yeah. It, <laughs> Uh, oh man, that's you know what uh, I mean? uh, uh, it yeah. is, it's a little laughable. I, I I just want to skip past that because it makes me so un, unnerving. And they want to start Alex Smith next week, and God bless them. Dwayne Washington is the quarterback that should be starting. He was Who's Dwayne Washington. I keep doing that every time. Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. Is that, is that Denzel Washington's son? Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> it probably is. Tennessee Titans defense is so awful, and Jadavion Clowney is hurt and might need surgery. That I'm fading Tennessee. I'm fading Tennessee in the playoffs, which I'm not even sure if if they win their division now. They have to face the Colts on I think on Thursday. <laughs> on Thursday, yeah, they can't stop a nosebleed. I, I don't know what's going on with that Tennessee Titans defense. I guess Logan Ryan did it all for them, and now that he's gone, they miss Logan Ryan. I don't. I didn't think he was that good for that for them to be well, missing they, him. Well, they didn't really reach out and uh, try to save Logan Ryan. So. Yeah, they didn't offer him a contract. So um, the Ravens, the Ravens, what the NFL's figured out? Lamar Jackson. Is that what we're saying now? Week week nine. Is he the next RG three? No, because he's gonna keep playing. He's not gonna get hurt. No, but I mean, like RG three was the new hotness for a while, and then. No, I think I think I think what's gonna happen is Lamar Jackson is gonna be early Michael Vick, right? He's gonna electric electrify, and he's gonna win games, which is what Lamar like. Lamar Jackson's lost two games, and it was the Steelers and the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but he's gonna electrify, and then he's gonna lose in the playoffs, and he's not gonna give them any reason to move away from him. But unless he becomes a more decisive passer, I don't think accuracy is the issue. I think it's his ability to 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 move quicker. From yeah. from first read to second read to third read, unless it becomes more decisive, I don't see where this is going. Um, it's clear. he also has only had he also has only had one game this year that he's thrown over two hundred and ten yards. Yeah, and it's clear that the retirement of uh, Marshall Yonda has affected that offensive line to where their running game is inefficient. I want in fantasy. Wise, I want no part of Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, or Gus Edwards. They all look awful. And if they're all three active at the same time, the head coaches don't have enough stones to bench any of them and just give the rock to one guy to make it to make it anywhere worth it. And it's it's they say the same thing with quarterbacks, right? You don't want to take the quarterback off the field because he's got to keep his rhythm. And every time I watch the Saints play, I have to hear about why would you bring Taysom Hill and he only got you three yards? And I'm like, shut the fuck up. It's worked every other time, and then you glow about Taysom Hill. 
And that's why the internet has a love-hate relationship with Taysom Hill and your dumbasses. So pick a side and stick with it. I'm looking at you, Troy Aikman, with your high ass in the booth. Stop smoking before you record. But it's the same thing. If you don't give the running back enough carries, he's not going to get into rhythm. Like Derrick Henry is a second-half rusher. We know that. We've seen it. We ha- we've we've watched it happen. Although Derrick Henry right now looks a little sus. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott looks a little sus. This is a weird weird year for running backs. Except if your name's Dalvin fucking Cook, who absolutely blew up on the Detroit Lions after he blew up on the Minnesota. I mean, on the Green Bay Packers. He blew. He probably yeah. did blow up on the Minnesota Vikings. Like, Give me the damn ball. He was just like fuck. Cousins, fuck sisters. Let me cook. <laughs> Dog, that dude is out of control right now. I don't, I, I don't know how you don't say he's the best running back in football. Yeah, I, I just had a little quick think. And... The only player I could think of that is in contention, which is a drastically different style as Alvin Kamara. Is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This year is Alvin Kamara. Because Alvin Kamara is. Yeah. Like, I mean, out, like, it, it was Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook for a while. Like, his second best option was Jared Cook. <laughs> At least Alvin Cook had Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we've touched on every game so far. You know, Falcons. Uh, seem to be rounding in. Yeah. Hey, didn't 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 pull defeat from the jaws of victory this time, Atlanta. Uh, Wait yeah. till next week, though. Tune in next week. Yeah, Raheem Morris three and one since Dan Quinn got fired. Does this mean Raheem Morris gets the job? Nope. Hey, is it? Is he right. an African American head coach? Yeah, but he's four. Yes, he is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just hire hire a white guy. Because that's what the NFL likes to do. Put a diversity p- procedures in and then not hire minority coaches. Because they don't care. They just don't care. They they don't care. Okay. What if I told you... Don't make the mistake the NBA did by, by hiring minorities. What if I told you Raheem Morris was a head coach before with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is only 44 years old. Mm-hmm. And... He was a defensive coach when he came to Atlanta, and they moved him to the offensive side of the ball. Okay. I think he should be a great coach. I don't think he's going to be a coach. Okay. So do you think Eric yes. the enemy comes yes. and coaches Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and Matt Ryan? Nope. I think they re I think they re they pull Mike Holmgren out of retirement. <laughs> I don't know what the NFL is doing anymore. And and by the way, this is for, for anybody out there who is who's triggered or offended by this. I'm completely joking. I want to see my more minorities coach. I want to see the best candidate get the job. And right now, the best three candidates, Eric Biemini, I can't ever say his name, Robert Sala, and probably Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris are all are all freaking yeah, Leslie Frazier too, are all minority coaches. So top four are all minority coaches. I actually, I don't think Leslie Frazier is a minority, though. Is he black? He is, yeah. Why was that? I'm thinking about someone else. Then. Yeah, Leslie Frazier. Kevin Stefanski is who you're thinking of. 
that's clearly a white guy. But Josh, but Josh McDaniels, Josh, Josh McDaniels is going to get a job. Uh, I don't know. He's They're going to give another job to a college. Why is every the, year we try to get him to leave the Patriots? He's not leaving. They're, 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 we're going to have some freaking Louisiana Polytechnical Institute of the Death and Blind special teams coach is going to get a job in the NFL because we refuse to hire minority candidates. But I mean, Cliff, guys, Cliff Kingsbury is working out. You didn't have to do him like that. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do Cliff Kingsbury like that. I love Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Cliff Kingsbury says, you know what? Fuck defense. We're playing offense. He says, fuck running backs. We're playing wide receivers. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He said, oh, Kenyon Drake, one of the top 10 running backs in football. Nah. All right. So way too early predictions. I'm going to ask you about a few teams making the playoffs. Are you ready? Okay. Chicago Bears. Let me, can I pull up this? I'll pull up the standings real quick. Hmm. That's not that's not what I was looking for. I was looking for what came to mind. Yes or no? Wait, off the top of the head. Yes or Chicago, no? Chicago no. Bears. Miami Dolphins. No. Indianapolis Colts. Yes. Cleveland Browns. What what I want to happen or what I think is going to happen? Whatever comes to mind. I'm going to say no. Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, yeah, just because there's eight spots, somebody has to fill something. Washington football team. No. Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah. What about the Los Angeles Rams? I think that the Arizona Cardinals are going to get in before the Rams. But if three spots are open in the West. You said no Bears, and you said yes to the Bucks. So there we go. So, I mean, so yeah, I'm, say, I'm saying yes to the Rams then. So you're saying yes to the Rams then. There it is. That's That's what we're looking at right now. We're looking at those teams in contention for it. Uh, Miami plays New England and the Jets. So for you to say no. So my 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 question for you is: Green Bay is looks like the best team in the NFC, right? No. No. You're gonna say it's the, you're gonna say it's the Saints. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's the Saints. I disagree. The Saints are gonna the Saints are gonna lay an egg when we get in the playoffs. <laughs> Seattle, yeah, most likely. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right, so sorry. Let me rephrase it. Green Bay is coming out of the NFC, right? <laughs> oh, you mean for the Super Bowl? For yeah, the, yeah, Bowl. yeah. Not the okay, okay. Sorry, I misphrased my question. <laughs> Green Bay is the team that is winning the NFC, correct? <laughs> Yeah, most likely because New Orleans, you would guarantee we we get a playoff game. That's oh it. yeah, that's it. Well, you're gonna get one. You're you might get two. No, we're getting one. You're getting one. So who beats a Minnesota again? No, Minnesota ain't make the fucking playoffs, dog. You kidding me? Minnesota's gonna play well enough to get them out of one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. They're not gonna get Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. Because they're going to play well enough because 
Mike Zimmer is a good enough coach to get them out of draft contention. Just like Bill Belichick's going to get them out of draft contention. And neither of those two teams is going to get the quarterback they need. And they're going to be stuck with Kirk Cousins and Cam Newton next year. Except one of those two is going to perform well next year. The, so for those of you then at, then, at home, you know, place your wagers. Yeah. So Pittsburgh and KC is going to be the matchup to watch in the AFC. I think Pittsburgh comes out of it. Well, I, but, I, picked, I picked Pittsburgh, Seattle uh, before the season started. And I'm going to go ahead and stick with that because it looks like a great fucking pick right now. Seattle. Seattle's not going to make it to the conference championship. Dude, Russell Wilson's magic, though. It doesn't matter. He's magic. It doesn't matter, dude. In the playoffs? He's magic in the playoffs. In the, you playoffs. Face, in the playoffs, you face teams that score points, that know how to score points. He's and magic. Seattle's defense does not know how to defend against points. He's magic. Jamal Adams will be healthy. Carlos Dumlap will be in the fold. KJ Wright will be there. Okay. And yeah. No, I'm saying okay. that Seattle has a good chance to make it. Okay. I like my I like my initial pick. It's much better than your. I disagree. Pick. I don't remember what I said. Of course you don't. Saints and the Chiefs probably. Well, actually, I mean that still looks good, doesn't it? <laughs> maybe Saints and maybe Saints and Ravens. I might have said I don't remember what. Ooh, I said. Saints and so, Ravens sounds right because you somebody picked, you picked Ravens over Chiefs for the total win total, which are yeah. shenanigans. <laughs> which are shenanigans. Season ain't over, baby. All right, Jermaine. Well, let's let's wrap it up with final and cut them in trivia. Hold on, before we get to final and cut of trivia, let's just touch on some of the major sports betting news that came out of the election. There was three states that voted to approve sports bettings. Louisiana, sports bettings, sports betting. Louisiana, Maryland, and South Dakota, regulatory framework pending, but that's three more in a long line of national sports betitude. How many... Uh... How many seasons are, or how many states are still left? Oh, I think it's like thirty-seven. Haven't haven't done it yet. Yeah, it's it's up there. It's up there. Hmm. It's up there. While you're looking it up, I'll move on to find them and cut them. So this week's find them and cut them. We've got quite a lot going on. We're gonna actually start with the least of the three, and we'll move to the greatest. And the least of the three this week revolves around the NFL trade deadline. And one Tack McKinley, defensive end for the Atlanta Falcons. Mans has had 17 and a half career sacks. And a year ago, this, the Falcons turned down a second round pick for him. And this year, with four and a half sacks, the Falcons turned down a fifth and a sixth for him. Despite him requesting a trade two years in a row. I'm not one for giving in to trade demands. So I understand what Atlanta is doing. But if you could have got a second round pick for this league bum. Or a fifth and a sixth for this league bum. You best believe I'm doing it. It's outrageous. And then Tack McKinley being on Twitter acting like this just petulant child. 
uh, calling out the team because he had to get traded twice. Be better then. You'd play if you were better. You'd get traded if you were better. But it's that simple. Yeah, I don't really know where, where (laughs) one where he gets off and where like he fits into like this Falcons roster that you wouldn't trade him for a second round pick if he's trash. Uh, Yeah, none of the questions make sense. Seventeen and a half in four years is terrible. He's not a good football player. The fact that he's saying he has trade demands in is another thing. Like the. Both parties need to be fined and cut in this situation. Agreed. Like, Tech McKinley, like, you should just never be in the football league again because you're a child. That's a bit extreme, but uh, I will say that he is a child. I'll agree with that. I'm not going to take away the man's living from him, though. Why? The NFL does it all the time for less. But we're not the NFL. We're better. We have to strive to be better. I did, dude, but he's not even that good. Like, why should he be signed is what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand. So, Jermaine, you're unemployed. You're not actually unemployed. I'm, I'm giving you a scenario. You're unemployed. Uh, you run your car into a curb uh, while drunk. You get a DUI. Do you think that almost a year later you would be offered a job in the civilian world? Uh, what is no, Alex? No. Oh, our, by, by the way, RIP Alex Trebek. Spent some, spent some hours with that man in my childhood. Bro. Who's, who's, who's the next host of Jeopardy, by the way? It's pretty shocking that you and I haven't actually talked about this until right now live on the air because we used to end my time in a certain little no man's land together watching this show yelling at the television. Yeah, screaming. Yeah, while I crushed you just about every week, which is what's what's new. Horse. What's what's new? What's new? Head to that head, is, you just take you bro. you can crush me on betting, but I will not stand for this Jeopardy slander, especially when I just said R.I.P. Alex Trebek. I will not stand <laughs> for it. It was close. It was close. As sixty four to you. So, um. You you would say that you, that you or one of your friends would not get a job, right? Especially not getting a job, you know, like w- managing millions of dollars. You would they would not give you the job managing a budget of worth millions and millions of dollars, correct? Unless you're in the navy. <laughs> well, the navy doesn't even the navy doesn't even let you do that. Hilarious joke. But what I'm alluding to is Tony Larusa, the new White Sox manager, did exactly this. Ran his car into a curb in February. February. And was, charged, and was charged with a DUI. And then got put in charge of possibly the hottest young team in baseball. Man, we defended him a few podcasts ago. It's almost like I want to backtrack. T- I- <laughs> Tony, dog. Tony, you're like 78 years old. What is you, you doing, baby? Like, like. For one, you probably shouldn't be driving anymore. 
Two, have you heard of Uber? Three, you're 78. You don't have enough money to pay one of your sons to drive you? All of those are in, like, so intertwined. It's so funny. He's 78. No, he doesn't know about Uber. And no, his sons want nothing to do with him because he's 78. <laughs> Probably. I don't want to hang out with my 78-year-old daddy. Can you drive me to the liquor store? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that No, you old – that's probably exactly what happened. Can you drive me to the liquor store, son? No, you old bat. Drive yourself. All right, so this is running a little bit long, and we'll touch on the last find him and cut him. And it comes on to the UMass uh, women's tennis team uh, being fined. Uh, and cut. Uh, yeah, literally by the NCAA. So the NCAA decided to take away two years of wins from the UMass tennis team, including an A-10 championship because of – and wait for it, brace for impact of what they did. It was $252 in improper benefits – to two young ladies on the squad for, again, wait for it, a telephone jack that was in their apartment. Wait for it. In the age of cell phones. Wait for it. And they never use this telephone jack. I mean... Are we? Are, are are you? Are you? I just don't even know what to say. Any, I don't know what to say to that. Are you kidding me? Meanwhile, we we have we have federal court cases going on for improper benefits being paid to men's college basketball teams. Kansas, LSU, Arizona, NC State, Kansas football team. LSU football team, OBJ handing out money on national television to players. Nothing happens. Teams are still playing. Championships not vacated. Wins not vacated. It does not matter. Kansas signs a 14-year million-dollar contract with Adidas. Post Bill Self essentially flipping off investigators and anyone else accusing them of improper benefits, despite DeSouza being found paid improper benefits to come to the university of Kansas. That man is still the head coach. That player still played. They won big 12 championships and they are not vacated. But $252 for a women's tennis team is what the NCAA lays the smackdown on. For a team that has a fraction of the budget of all these other teams and probably can't afford to get these wins stripped because they can go and get sponsors based off these wins and a, a conference title. At $252 phone bill. And there's dudes driving around college campuses in brand new freaking Corvettes and BMWs because of their uh, academic stipend or whatever they want to call it. Exploits. We'll say exploits. No, no, no. No, it's because they they get a stipend, Jermaine. It's their stipend. They saved their stipend and they've bought a brand new car. Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, the the NCAA, like you, you, 
I almost want to to work for the NCAA so I can be that guy that's like, what are we doing? I, I feel like they need that guy to be like, this is like, do, do they have a PAO? No, you know it, what doesn't, I mean? it doesn't seem like it. Like the, like a, 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 a or a, a for for those of you not in the Navy, a, a public, public affairs, affairs officer. officer. Yeah, like someone that when the Navy is about to release something, someone takes a look at it and goes, oh, "We probably shouldn't put that in there." Right? The NCAA needs that someone to be like, "Really, the women's tennis team?" They self-reported. What what, what, what did you say? Nine thousand dollars worth in fines between the tennis team and the football team, no, right? No, no, no. no. So. It was nine thousand one hundred eighty-seven dollars in overpayments. Yes, and the UMass team self-reported the clerical error, fined themselves five thousand dollars. Self-reported, fined themselves five thousand dollars, and corrected cor- corrected the situation. Yeah, over a clerical error. For a telephone jack. Yeah. It's, it, it just, it's, it's almost it, incredible. They find new ways to astound me to where they allow these huge monoliths of college sports to get away with absolute debauchery. I mean, Louisville, in its own right, is in that. You know, NC State, Arizona, Texas Tech, Kansas, LSU. You have multiple programs popping up for football and basketball with this, with much more egregious affairs, and none of them are levied with anything. And you came after a women's tennis team? A women's tennis team that's self-reported. Yeah, incredible. Uh, a program that's self-reported. So I ask you, is there any benefit to self-reporting? None. Why would you ever? If you found out you did something wrong, why would you self-report? You would never report. You'd hide it. No, I'd bury it. I'd hide it, and I'd say nothing about it. Because obviously self-reporting uh, it mandates more repercussions than anything else. Well, what does what Johnny Cochran always say? Deny, deny, deny. <laughs> Counter-accuse, deny. <laughs> That's, you gotta take, the NCAA's got to take the Cochran approach. Or the, the teams that the NCAA accused has to take the Cochran approach. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> unreal. I, I mean, if you guys even agree with, with what we're saying, there's a change.org petition that the UMass uh, team has put together that you should guys you guys should step out and sign. Um, with that being said, Nick and I are fed up. We're done with this. We're done. We're done with the NCAA. It's unreal. This is one of the reasons why I refuse to support them. It's it's petulant. It's petulant and it's fraudulent and it's criminal organization yeah 100 percent. it's literally if the mafia ran a sports organization because these exactly. these athletes can get paid fairly well in the real world but they're promised this fake academia and this and this scholarship and this d- degree that doesn't even guarantee them a job but that's a whole nother thing 
Um, people, that, that's why I always laugh when people ask me, does, does X, is X player leaving? Is X player leaving for the NBA slash NFL? Yes. Yes. I, Trevor Lawrence doesn't give a flying fuck if he plays on the New York Jets. You know what? Or he might. But do you know what calms his worries a little bit? That he could force Mill- to like Eli Manning. No, yeah, true. But like millions of dollars millions. Calms, calms his nerves a little bit. Millions. Him and his girl, him and his girl are set for life on one contract. One. Even and if then if he plays well enough for four years, guess what? That's two contracts. And and we all know what quarterbacks get paid. It's so yeah. It's moving on. So we asked you at the beginning of the show for trivia. Who is the only quarterback to throw for fifteen hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns in the first six starts of his career? And what Alex year Smith. did he do it? Jermaine said Alex Smith. Jermaine is wrong. This quarterback is Justin Herbert, Jermaine. Justin Herbert, 2020, the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns in his first six starts. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty crazy. Dude's dude's balling outrageous. Yeah, for what? And and (laughs) And the Chargers two wins. And the Chargers can't seem to win. No, no, the first game they won was Tyrod Taylor against the Bengals. That's right. Yeah, he he has only had one game. Maybe this is secretly the Chargers trying to tank for uh, Trevor. Tank for Trevor. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening, for tuning in. I know this episode ran a little bit long. Again, let us know uh, what you think, uh, what you don't like. Remember to like download subscribe all that stuff follow us on instagram and twitter uh, we'll be back on thursday obviously to do our week 10 preview and our master's bets jermaine what do you have for the people at podcast room 303 are the handles uh justin herberts is a rich man alex smith resourceful scientist out hey everybody have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies i knew insert player name here was gonna do that Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution, the Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose five out of ten player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. 
and also code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify.